you're listening to The Art of KCF. This offering is called Painting is Life and was released as part of The Art of KCF newsletter, issue 85, sent to email subscribers on February 1st, 2024. How much time do you spend thinking about painting? Either the act, the material, or the object itself. I find myself, as a painter, and as someone rather scholarly inclined, thinking about paintings, paint, and painting quite a lot. Which probably does not surprise you, dear listener. I notice paintings and the weird reproductions of them in hotel rooms when traveling for my other day jobs. I love looking at paintings hanging in spaces wherever I encounter them. I see open wall space and then start imagining the kind of painting that I could see hanging there. I dream of creating my own courses on painting, where we read about painting and make paintings and talk about paintings and admire paintings from all eras and across all genres and materials. Regardless of how much anyone is thinking about painting, Anyone who engages with the medium is likely familiar with the painting discourse. That painting is dead. For those not in the know, painting has been declared dead many times and across many time periods. If I were pursuing an academic degree, I might set out to explore this as a research question. Is painting dead? The literature review section of the thesis would trace the scholarly work already completed about the times over the last 150 years painting has been declared dead. The conclusion of that section would go through how painting somehow lived. This lit review would also lay out the different kinds of scholarly theories of death, and of course frame this within the context of a feminist analysis. I think I'd also like to explore why this artistic medium is so maligned by outsiders' claims of its death. Certainly, painters are not currently saying painting is dead. As we stretch canvases and gesso and apply grounds and then figures into the pictorial plane, as we seek places to display our creations, as we try to figure out how to keep painting and living in these times, precarious economic times despite record technological advances and wide increases of economic disparities, Safety nets disappearing, climate calamity, ay yay ay. And yet, some of us still live, and some of us still paint. What does it mean to call a medium dead anyways? Nature is full of death, and rebirth. It does not seem like painting is dead, when we line up to see dead painters' paintings. Painting is dead discourse seems to me to be fueled by an amalgamation of the mechanisms of power in the art world. Like the disappearance of art criticism, the current age of commodification and commercialization of art, the increase of disparities between those who can afford to be artists and those who can't, the hegemony of major museum institutions refusing to enact decolonial transformative changes and instead continue to opt for a liberal tokenization model, to name a few points. All of this happening within the buttress of late-stage capitalism. And really, none of this matters to the majority of us just trying to paint and make a livelihood from it. None of this really matters to the average collector who buys a painting from an individual artist in their community or from someone whose work resonates with them for some reason. 
There is a plethora of art out there, paintings included, all vying for eyes, attention, and the disposable income necessary to adopt it. Whether the paintings all deserve homes is another matter, but I tend to approach that with an abundance mindset. There's a buyer out there for anything. You just need to find them. That's not to say I don't aim for excellence in my painting, though excellence remains subjective and must be guided by the values you live out in your practice. Who is to say you're the best judge of your own excellence anyway? My recent and first museum acquisition was a painting from a series that as I made it, a weird painting, I wondered who in the world would buy this? It didn't stop me because I'm learning to trust what comes out is what comes out. And I paint to paint, not to sell, which is a testament to my stubbornness and current privilege that I have other economic support systems. But I digress. The other super weird painting of the bunch also got scooped up by a private collector. Perhaps this should be my metric. When I'm like, whoa, what in the world is happening here with a painting? That might be the sign I'm doing something right. Vimo and I recently purchased an Apple TV for the movie theater we are renovating at the Chick Finn. I know this sounds really fancy, and in some ways it is, though it's also, more accurately, an attic space the previous owners cut a hole in the aluminum siding so that they could store things upstairs. We imagine they used a bobcat to lift large objects up there, because the only other entrance to the room is a spiral staircase. And as our BFF could tell you, taking a pleather couch up the spiral staircase in pieces was a feat. The point of this side note is that with our purchase, we were gifted a three-month trial of the Apple streaming service. So Vimo was finally able to watch Ted Lasso. It was a show routinely suggested to her that she should watch because she would enjoy it. And she did, as did I. It's super wholesome, and I have so many good things to say about it. But really what I want to say about it is that there's a wonderful character on the team named Danny Rojas, who is the epitome of joy. When the audience first meets him, he runs out onto the pitch announcing himself by his name and exclaiming, Football is life! Not to get all twisted and turned around here about what is truly life and death. But what if, just what if we considered for once, our passions were life? For the footballers in the series, clearly football is life. Danny is just the one exuberantly connected to his emotions and confident enough to declare it. What if painting is life? I'm noticing it might be for me. If I'm not painting, my anxiety is ramped up even more than usual. And then... When I go to my studio and I work on a canvas that I've been making steady progress on, I feel like I can maybe approach the rest of my existence with a bit more calm and ease. When I have a painting to ruminate on instead of the news or a mean email someone sent me or the reality that it was 51 degrees Fahrenheit on the last day of January in 2024 in my latitude of Minnesota, well, maybe painting is life. It helps me live. Paintings help make life worth living for a lot of people. After all this, I think I'd like to change my research question to, is painting life? I'll have to kick the nihilist scholar off of my thesis committee, but it will be worth it. Instead of arguing against something that has already been mulled over by many for many years, let us instead argue for a new world. 
Danny Rojas, fictional footballer on a television series, wears a boot, soccer cleat, with football is life embroidered on it. I too have the ability to be so passionate about what drives me. I'm going to try this on for a bit. Painting is life. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF newsletter and podcast is a fiscal year 2023 recipient of a Creative Support for Individuals grant from the Minnesota State's Arts Board. This activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota thanks to legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical editions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.